evening, everyone. I dyed my hair this week. I. Do you have any idea how drastically different the shades are between dark ash brown and ash brown? Ash. A-S-H. Not ass. Okay. So, um, have you seen Beetlejuice? Because currently, my head looks like Winona Ryder it, in Beetlejuice. I could be her stunt double. I'm I'm not even kidding. It's, it is ridiculous. It's not, it's also not um, particularly great that um, I actually kind of resemble the actress. Um, when I was younger, I was told all the time that I looked like her. And so it... It's not, you know, insulting because she's attractive. I look like an idiot. <laughs> I'm too old to have hair that's dark. It's ridiculous. It's because it's not natural looking. It doesn't look natural at all. It's ridiculous. So I'm I'm trying to fix it. It's it's just not working out. We're gonna do um, a plot drift tonight. Um, Julie wanted to do The Hobbit, so we're gonna do that. And um, so. Yeah, see, you see what I wanted, and if if you look it up, I just wasn't paying attention to the box. It's my own fault. It's my own fault. It's my own fault. I look like an emo teen, an emo teenager at forty-ish. <laughs> oh well, these things happen. My dad's color is an ash brown. So, but anyway, yeah, I wanted to just, I, I wanted to cover the gray. And so I was, yeah, um, it, yeah. <sighs> It'll light. What up. was your hair catastrophe? It doesn't have a choice. Oh, when I went from platinum blonde back to brown, um, we had a little, well, okay, my stylist was high. He readily admitted that he was stoned out of his mind. And I don't know what went wrong, but we got kind of a gunmetal gray color. Like, uh, back you know, then. you could call it submarine gray even, maybe. It was unfortunate. <laughs> Very unfortunate. Uh, that was a lot of color correcting to resolve that. <laughs> For free, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, my hair was already over-processed because I was platinum blonde. And um, and I have dark brown hair. So to go platinum blonde, you have to kind of really torture the hair. Um, and then we had to bleach out that gray because it was just nothing was going over it. So, yeah, we had to bleach the gray out and then dye it brown again. So, you know, my hair was just like... I gave it like I don't know. It's, I grew out enough that I just cut it real short, like a couple months later, to get all that dead off because it was so terrible. Here's Lady Hope telling me I should have gone bald. <laughs> Make a real statement. 
if they'd had the fun colors back then, I'd have just gone like bright blue or something for a while since I'll have to cut it all off anyway. But yeah, it turns out that color color gray was not very attractive on me. <laughs> no, I don't want to like, actually... all the color out of my hair because um, I have naturally curly hair and I already have a problem with frizz. I don't need to turn my head into a straw. You look like a wire brush. Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. terrible. I've had the experience. I don't want it again. Mm -mm -mm. I I look ridiculous. I'm too old for this. Um, Yeah, dark colors are aging in their way. They are aging in their way, but they're also ridiculous looking on some people, and I'm very pale. So, um, no. It is not a good look for me. Um, <clears throat> I don't mind my gray hair. Um, I just wanted something different. I mean, I haven't dyed my hair in over a year. And so I was just like, you know, I'm going to. But I needed to get one that had gray coverage because I do have, um, I have what you would call, I guess, a rogue mark in the front. I have a solid lock of silver-ish hair, like rogue from the X-Men. Um, um, and it's pretty cool. Uh, normally when I dye it, if I get a dye that's not meant for gray ha- for gray coverage, it will my gray hair will end up being kind of like a highlight. It'll be blondish, based on the color that I get or whatever. So, anyways, I just wanted something different. I'm paying for it. I should have just got the blue. <laughs> <laughs> The, the gray highlight sounds cool, though. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, but I just want something different. Yeah, I've gotten some real, I don't know, made some questionable hair decisions with I don't, I just want to. I got one of those temporary colors once. You know, it's supposed mm-hmm. to only last like two weeks or something. It's supposed to wash out. And I thought, mm-hmm. I'm going to try solid black. I mean, like 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 jet black, like suck all the light out of the room black. But it said it wouldn't last more than two weeks. <laughs> you had to grow it out? Yeah, six months later. Oh, yeah, six months later, I still had black hair. <laughs> it was just, it was like I'd walk into a room and it would like suck all the light out. <laughs> the room would become the room would become dimmer for my presence. It's like what's with that air? Yeah, it just it just picked up that that and my hair is kind of light brown, so it was just but it just picked it just picked up that black dye like nobody's business. <laughs> it just would not let go. I tried to get that color out, no dice. I just had to live with black hair for a while. And I I'm. I'm I black's not black jet black not a good color on me. No, I had to wear makeup the whole time I was growing that out because I looked so washed out with that color hair. Yeah, I'm gonna have to dig no, out the foundation, no. which I tend to avoid during the summer because it's warm. I'll do my eyes, you know, but I don't. I mean, at my age, I don't have to worry about covering up much, you know, as far as I don't have a 
skin tone problem. So for me, you know, in the summer, maybe a little bit of powder and some eyeshadow, some some mascara. I'm I'm done. Some chapstick. I don't need. You know, but uh, with this ridiculous hair, I'm going to put on some foundation or all. <sighs> You will look like. What is her? What was her name in Beetlejuice? Lydia. Um, I'm blanking. Lydia. Lydia. Lydia Dietz. Yeah. 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 Lydia. Don't wear okay. all black. Don't wear all black. That could be bad. I know, right? I have to avoid it like the whole like until this does something. I am doing the Dawn trick where you're supposed to, like, you know, wash your hair with Dawn to kind of, you know, mute the color. Um, but I also had to sit with a um, home Malibu treatment on my head for a half hour yesterday. Because Dawn is surprisingly abrasive <laughs> on your hair. I don't know that I would call that a, I don't know that I would call that a surprise. Oh, no, not really. But it's but it's less traumatic than a color leaching kit. True. But there was a time I had dyed my hair so much that I actually forgot what my natural color was. I couldn't have told you. I'd have been like, mm, it's some shade of brown. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's brown. That's what my license says. <laughs> brown. It's somewhere under there is brown. <sighs> okay, so we're going to try plotting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um on the day Bella Donna Baggin to rest, her son Bilbo received a key. You know, I blanked on this. Usually, we don't. I don't get the prompt way in advance, but I did. I got it like a day in advance this time, and um, I spent I don't know twenty three of the last twenty four hours totally blank. <laughs> well, and I go no. Well, no. No, no. I had a lot of no's, a lot of no moments. I was like, that's dumb, that's dumb, that's dumb. And, and I got to thinking, and this is kind of, you know, probably good for, you know, just like a, you know, kind of creative discussion, is what all kinds of things could a key unlock, you know? And I kind of started going through that a little bit. Um, well, I mean, obviously keys are designed to unlock something. So they go in a lock, but a lock to what? Um, um, and of course you've got like a lock, like a treasure box. You've got a door, a door to what? Um, a door, to, you know, a path to another dimension, like more of a figurative key. Uh, I had one idea that I kind of didn't go anywhere with it, but I thought it was intriguing, which was that um, the key was not really a key. Um, the key was about taking Bilbo on an adventure until he could accept his fate kind of thing. And when he does, the key emerges into him and he becomes the key. Um 
but to what I don't know. Um, I never got any further than Bilbo becomes the key. He has to kind of accept the key and it, it merges with him and he becomes the key to something, but I never got further than Bilbo's the key. Somebody asked if I've ever read one of the magical realism stories where people literally kept their hearts in boxes. Um, I have heard of them, but I have not, I've not actually read one. It sounds kind of like a horrifying idea. Um, but I guess it depends upon how what you need your heart for. If you don't need it to pump your blood, I guess it's not that big a deal if it's in a box. <clears throat> Davy Jones didn't need his, apparently. It's kind of like that whole demon thing with your soul outside your body. I'm, I'm, I'm not on board with that kind of vulnerability. It, it's very... Um, it feels uncomfortable. It's very disconcerting. Yeah. Disconcerting is a good word. <laughs> hmm. Heart in a box. I had one. Okay, so I've kind of got one idea. I'm not sure exactly where it's going in my head. Oh, I just threw my pen. Um, sorry for the clanking. Um, is it what if Yovana gave Belladonna the key and? told her, when you're ready, I want you to go on this adventure. I want you to do this thing, whatever the thing is. And Belladonna decided to wait until maybe she got the key when Bilbo was a child, very young, or when she was pregnant or something. And when she decided to wait till Bilbo was grown to leave on this adventure. Um, and then maybe she gets ill and she realizes she's not going to be able to do this, go on this adventure. She's not going to be able to fulfill this task. And at that point, she writes Bilbo a letter explaining that he, if he feels inclined, that he could complete this task for her. And um, I think that there's something about, in, in that, that there is um, kind of this idea of, Doing it in his mother's honor would be perhaps more motivating for him than just a random adventure. Because um, after his mother's death, after his parents' death, I don't know, unless he's got a really good explanation, I don't know what would pry him out of the Shire at that point, you know? Well, grief can drive you. <clears throat> it can drive you. Okay, it kind of, it drives. I think. If it, I think it can, and it kind of drove him to stay and become kind of settled down and not adventure, you know. Right. But yeah, it could be an impetus out too. It just has to hit at the right time. Well, what could the key open? Well, it could open a lot of things. It could open a box. It could open a mountain. It could open a door, uh, 
a pathway. Um, but the question is, what's behind any of those things? Is it a treasure? Is it a weapon? Is it, ooh, what if it's a person or a sort of person? What if the key was from, <sighs> this is not Robin Hood Men in Tights. Um, it is not Everlast. Uh, what, what if the key <laughs> was to, what if, what if the key was, what if Yovana was trying to subtly interfere in the destiny of Duran's folk? And um, she gave one of her children the key to the resting place of the body of Duran the Deathless, the original body crafted from stone by, by Mahal. And if his resting place is ever disturbed, um, is ever opened, if that door is ever opened, that the actual original Durin would reawaken. Not re his incarnation, but he himself, the original, would wake again. And what if he was more like a, like a kind of a demigod kind of thing? I don't know where I'm going with that. I just thought, what if the key was to Durin's resting place? And Bilbo carries it the whole quest. And when he goes into the mountain, instead of picking up the Arkenstone, he's drawn to Durin's tomb. Yeah, or he could just go on a quest that has nothing to do with the events in The Hobbit, much younger. But it would also be interesting that when he arrives in the mountain, that instead of going to to Smaug, he he goes deep into the mountain and um, has this key and opens it. Um, and wakes Durin. Now, I wouldn't want to, like, supplant Thorin as king or anything like that. So I'm thinking he must have – the point of that would have to be that he has some kind of abilities. Um, it wouldn't have to be his physical form. It could just be his spirit. It could be. I've always been intrigued by that kind of lore that Durin was crafted from rock. And – I was thinking, what if when he his initial his initial incarnation died, what if they literally put him back with the rocks and he turned back into rock, his physical form, um, and his soul was then reincarnated into other incarnations over time, but that his his physical being, what made him the rock that he was carved from, still existed deep in the mountain. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, that is. Those on the podcast, Lady Holder says in the chat room, what if after the Battle of the the Five Armies, um, 
Dobo's seat, opens the door so that Durin can save Thorn, Feely, and Keely. I think that is an interest, very interesting idea. did think that um, originally when she said that Duran wakes up and you know, what if he was a revenant but then it kind of got creepy because I totally shipped Bilbo and Thorin and I don't mm-hmm. think that I um and Thorin's his direct descendant well somebody said they want Duran to be a shit I I I there wouldn't be a lot of point to the key and the whole the whole building a plot around Bilbo having this key if the thing he unlocked was something yucky and dickish, assholeish, destructive. Um, at least not for me. So people might write that where somebody unlocks something destructive, a kind of Pandora's box kind of thing. Um, I don't like to write horror stories myself. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't want Bilbo to be the bearer of something bad. Well, I don't know that he would have less patience, actually. I would think that his many lives and how old he is would actually have given him more patience. Um Well, that's a good question. What I don't it, know where if um, during the first settled Erebor, he left Moria and went to the Lonely Mountain. I now, do believe be funny if he was the first king under the mountain. Because there's a big, that big giant statue in the movie that um, one of those big giant statues is in fact during the first. Okay. The f- Unless I remembered that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he was the first king. The first king was Thrain the first. Thrain. Is and that Thorin's son? Then Thor- um... Thrain the first was preceded by Nain the first. Durin's folk. Durin the first, the deathless. Uh, one of the seven fathers of the dwarves, founder of the Longbeards. He rolls through the He died in the first age. He discovered the caves of Cause of Doom and began his reign there. Um... But even if he was laid to rest in um, Moria, he could have been moved. It would be even more interesting if Bilbo traveled to Moria when he was younger and opened the tomb. 
Yeah. And Thorne and company come into the Shire, and there's this hobbit doing his thing, living his life. Oh, 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 guys. What if Durin is like a revenant? Um, and he does kind of latch on to Bilbo, and he goes with him back to the Shire. 10, 15, 20 years later, the company comes into the Shire, and he uh, he encourages Bilbo to go on this adventure. And maybe, like, during the Battle of the Five Armies, Durin sacrifices his connection with Bilbo to save his heir, to save Thorin. Hmm. Or like he, what if he, he unanchors and anchors with to save him? What if he? Um, another time he could anchors. What if he anchored to Thorin um, when the gold sickness came on him? Stop that. So, like, maybe he wasn't anchored to Bilbo, but he was hanging out with Bilbo. Because Bilbo opened his tomb and let him out. And so, he's been hanging out. Because in my Revenant mythology, they don't have to anchor. They can just kind of hitchhike. And wander around and do whatever the hell they want. And they anchor when they want to enrich their experience with humanity. So Durin could just be hanging out with Bilbo in the Shire, you know, <laughs> encouraging him to do shit that's completely in a hobbity. <laughs> and he's taught Bilbo's skills. <laughs> so when Thorin arrogantly asks him, what's your weapon? Bilbo can say, I'm decent with my little knife. I'm better with a crossbow. <laughs> And I'm very handy with an axe. (laughs) Especially one my size. (laughs) It's a small axe, but it's my axe. (laughs) I actually kind of get tickled about the idea of... Bilbo with a little axe? Oh, Oh, um, Darkman with the chat room that he throws. That would be really fun. Especially, like, if... Um, they inexplicably come back to him and they're like how the hell does that happen <laughs> and Bilbo's like hobbit magic <laughs> like he doesn't want to admit that the revenant is doing it for him <laughs> <laughs> it's hobbity it's a hobbity magic but um, or that maybe Durin did something to the weapons to make them come back to Bilbo, like some kind of dwarf magic. And they're like, where the hell did you learn that? We lost that in the first age. Where'd you get these? (laughs) 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 We can't do runic magic anymore. What, 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 um, can you teach us that Bilbo? (laughs) And how the hell did you learn our secret language? (laughs) 
it would just be so much fun. But Darth said that his connect that he has a connection to Bilbo, but he can't anchor because revenants can only anchor to their own race. <clears throat> and that actually makes a lot of sense when it comes to um, biology and experiences and um, connecting on a um, kind of level. In my own head canon for the revenant. <clears throat> I'm sort of, I don't know, I don't know, hmm. there's like something there, I'm like, I have, there's all these like cool little things, I kind of like the idea that like, um, Moria is like, um, it, it's somehow like magically endowed to Durin directly, and so he can command anybody out of that mountain that he wants, if it's him, um, Okay, so there's that. That was kind of cheesing at my brain. And then I mm-hmm. kind of um, had this, like, this thought, just this kind of, like, tickled by the idea that um, during the first nose, Thranduil directly. Um, I actually think during the first was probably older than Thranduil, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Thranduil was born sometime before the end of the first age, but the, I don't think the, I don't, this, the creation of his birth date's not really, as far as I can tell, not really known. And exactly when um, Durham the First was created is not exactly clear either, at least not from the sites I've looked at. Um, but what if they knew each other? Um, I just am kind of tickled by the idea of Duran giving him shit. It's sort of like, what the fuck is the matter with you? When did you turn into kind of an overbearing twat? <laughs> I don't know how this happened. You used to be totally tolerable. The years have not been kind. <laughs> you turned into an Elf asshole. King. <laughs> well, he's a bigger asshole than he used to be. Can you imagine that shit in Bilbo's head and Bilbo can't... <laughs> <laughs> saying crazy ass shit to Bilbo the entire quest and Bilbo's like I wish he would shut up I'm gonna die (laughs) would you stop talking are you ogling my grandson my many 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 great grandson (laughs) please don't do that while I can hear Yeah, I I know he was born in the years of the trees, but that's a lot of years. So, um, <laughs> right, it's, it's like oh, it's, it's pretty. That, that's that's pretty <laughs> not specific. Um, okay, so yeah, that that means he is older than. How'd you say that, Thranduil? Thranduil, uh, the Thranduil. Uh, I don't think his birthday. He was born sometime before the end of the first age. But the when exactly? I, I can't find any reference to that. But the, well, the fact that, that, that he was born in makes it clear that Durin is older because Durin wasn't born; he was made, and 
the first made L's were made, right? And the first L's were made, and they woke up first, and then, right? So if Thandral was born instead of made, then during the first is definitely older than him. Oh, figuring out hot top hobbit time, but we can still have it be. I can still have it be that he totally knew Thranduil. Um. Thrandu I can't I'm not putting that extra little W sound in there. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> My tongue doesn't do it. My tongue doesn't do it. Okay, so this kind of become, like- uh, the revenant idea is uh, I I do, I do like the kind of the revenant thing a little bit more than just the idea of Duran the first wandering around on his own. Because um, that does prevent any kind of um, hijinks regarding the the, the title. Yeah, he doesn't have a physical would form. want him to be king. Yeah, because he, if he was actually alive, people would want him to be king. Um, what would be more interesting is instead of him anchoring with Thorin, what if he anchored with Feely instead? Not Nori. No, not Nori. No, I think that he would stay in the royal line. I mean, he was a king once. He'd yeah. want to be king again. Um, but Feely takes the first major injury. He's thrown off a cliff, right? I've not. I've still not seen it. I don't want to see it. I'm not going to ever see it. Don't send me videos. So... Durin, because if Feely survives that, he's in a position, the orc, the white orc wouldn't see him coming. He would think that he was dead, and he could change the the fate of both his uncle and his brother. No, we don't want to go by the book. The book was worse. <laughs> I walked it out from my brain. So would would anchoring have like regenerative cap- powers, regenerative regenerative abilities? Um, it depends on what you want to do with it. Um, in um, in my head canon, um, revenants are basically psionic energy. Um, mm-hmm. and, they, and that's what the human soul is. It's, it's basically psionic energy that's been um, separated from the universe and given form. Um, mm-hmm. And there's some metaphysical stuff there. Uh, but uh, it's um, that basically um, those who have the potential to be revenants, when they die, they're given a choice of being reabsorbed back into the universe or continuing as... Um, as a revenant and, you know, anchoring with a person if, if they wish to, or just, you know, flitting around the universe if they want. It's just, it's entirely up to them. Um, but depending on how you finagle dwarf um, biology and um, the fantasy element, because it's an entirely different environment, they're an entirely different species, um, you can play with the energy and how that works. Um, dwarves are pretty hardy anyway. 
uh, and it you you could you could say that <clears throat> during anchoring with Feely in that moment um, saved him, healed him. Because you would have to, we would have to kind of finagle the revenant principle to account for um, various um, aspects of Middle Earth that wouldn't apply to a setting like Stargate. Right. Things like magic. Because during, during the, during, instead of him being reincarnated, he would be anchoring over and over again in his own line. Um Presumably, because you had during the first, during the second, during the third, during the fourth, during the fifth, during the sixth, and then the last um, incarnation of Durin was during the seventh, which was Thorin the third, Stonehelm's child. And basically the end of the end. Prophesized. Yeah, the last last incarnation. So, um, so if if you take out the reincarnation element and you make it anchoring, or the revenant is anchoring, then Duran is taking his life experiences to his line over and over and over again and adding them to his own experiences. Then how did he get trapped in his own tomb? Well, would it be trapped or was he just tired? Because it gives you a lot of political room um, and explains the gold madness that, you know, that um, infiltrated the line because he wasn't there anymore. It destabilized Erebor. It brought the dragon. And we already know that Saruman is um, already working on behalf of Sauron. Because at this point, he has already tried to get um, name the Brown Wizard. The crazy one. Radagast. He's already tasked Radagast for looking for the One Ring. So he is already on the path. Long before Erebor fell. He tried to get Radagast to find the One Ring. He had him searching for it. Which is why in Small Magic, I had him be the one that laid the curse. Because it makes sense that he would want to destabilize. And that's the whole reason that Gandalf wanted to reclaim the mountain, was to stabilize that area, because he knew Sauron was going to come back. It depends on how how, how you want to to frame it, you know? Yeah. Him being trapped is interesting. Um, I kind of like the idea of, like, Yavanna sneaking the key because she wants to help her husband's children. Um, And that's why she gave the key to a hobbit. That's the last place I would ever look. So who would have who would have trapped him though? Because Saruman wasn't 
around when Durin the Sixth. I don't think was he when the Durin the Sixth died. Yes, he the was. The Necromancer been. is uh, Dur- Sauron. Dur- during the sixth, yeah, during the sixth was um, he was in the third age, so Saruman would have been around by then. And Saruman was put on Middle Earth. Um, he's Mahal's agent. He's Mahal's. He, Durin would have trusted him. And if Durin said, "Hey, I need you to." Come here, I need to talk to you. Because they were already having a problem with the Balrog by then, right? Right. So they called it Durin's Bane. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my wiki page. Come back, wiki page. I have lost it. How could I? <laughs> I had a wiki up with all of the all of the Durans, and I. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, okay. Durin the Sixth was king when the Balrog awakened in 1980, Third Age 1980. He was after he was killed by the Balrog. It was called Durin's Bane. Um, and Casa Doom became what was known as Moria. Okay, so name the first reign for one year before he was slain by Durin's Bane. So the Balrog became a big deal. Um, well, it should first... be a Balrog is a damn Maya. It's a fallen wizard. Yeah, fallen. Yeah, fallen Maya. Um, so Thrain the first is the one who led a part of his people away from Khazad-dûm into the north to the east of Middle-earth and, and founded the kingdom up. under the mountain. Um, so, if during the... Hmm, I'm kind of not liking the idea of during... Yeah, I wouldn't want Durin himself to be um, um, so susceptible to the Balrog that maybe it just snuck up on him and Dark suggests that he would um, go for a wander before re-anchoring and... um, Yeah, what if Saruman is the one who figured out how to trap him in Moria? I think that's an interesting idea, that before he could re-anchor, Saruman trapped him there. What if actually Saruman is the reason... um, What if Saruman is the reason why Durin fell to the Balrogs? What if he betrayed him? Okay, if... Durin called him for help. If Durin has been anchoring through his line... then why would Thrain the First leave Moria without the Eternal King? That, that's what he would be. Because they didn't, 
Right, because they didn't know where he was. Or they left him on purpose because so, they blamed him for the Balrog. Why would they blame him for the Balrog? They did blame him for the Balrog. It became Durin's bane. Bane as in like the bane of his existence, right? It's like the thing that was fucking right. with his line. But they I don't, did I blame didn't, I don't Durin. read Bane as I don't know really? I don't how did they blame him for the Balrog? I've always believed that they blamed um the line of Durin for the Balrog and the loss of Moria. Hmm. I've sort of kind of like I've kind of like this idea that the he called on Saruman for help, and Saruman felt like Durin was an issue that needed to be dealt with. That maybe he was an obstacle to um, um. Well, if like you said before, if Durin is intimately connected to to Khazad Doom. Um, and nobody can take it from him. And Saruman wants that mountain infested with orcs. Then a Balrog is the only way to get rid of Durin. Yeah. Because a Balrog so, is magic. Isn't that is that my head cannon, or is that something that I read? I have to look it up. <laughs> We have to go look now. I would think so, since they're corrupted magic. Okay, so the Balrog awoke when they mined too deep, um, trying to get to Mithril. So, that that Balrog became known as Durin's Bane. Um Yeah, it's my headcanon that Mithril is created with magical decay. It's, that it's created uh-huh. by magic throw-off. Um, but that's just my headcanon. Because it makes sense to me. Um, and that's why the Mithril and the, and the Balrog are so connected. Because it's a magical creature. Yeah. What if... What if- um, Saruman misinf- gives Durin misinformation about the Balrog, and that's why Durin is so easily slain by him. Um, and Saruman is waiting with a trap of some kind, a magical trap for a revenant to trap um, Durin in the mountain. Um, So he's trapped by Saruman there because he um, wants them out of that mountain. But Durin's are still there. His soul bit is still there and he can't anchor to anybody. Um, And his, conceivably his son, which was Nain the first, dies within a year. And then Thrain the first hightails it out of there and they go and find Erebor what would have brought the curse on the line 
Now, actually, it could be. I think I think that they might logically jump to the conclusion that when Duran never showed up again after he um, that the was killed by the Balrog, Balrog him. that the Balrog, yeah, consumed his soul. It would make sense to me. Oh, where's oh shit? <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> and why he no, was no. called Duran's Bane. Right, right, because he ate Durin. Ew. Um, oh. Okay, so we've got... Okay, so kind of got an idea of how Durin got down there. And the next contact he has, and there's a key, and... He, Sauron, Saruman's got it, and Yavanna lifts it from him. Which she probably isn't supposed to do, but she says, you know, she double birds the rest of the Valar, Valar and goes off and does what she wants to do. Because these are her husband's children that are in jeopardy. And so she goes and gets the key, and she gives it to a hobbit. And... Saruman has to know that the key is missing, but he has no idea where it is, and it doesn't turn up for a long time. And he's on the lookout for dwarves, not hobbits. Hmm. Okay, so then Bilbo opens the door, and Durin pops into his cell and like, hey, can I ride along with you? We really need to get out of here. Um, <laughs> dude, little dude, come here. <laughs> How'd you get in here? I don't know how you got this far, but we got to get out of here right now. <laughs> You're so cute. What are you? <laughs> Aren't you charming? Look at your little feet. <laughs> Big feet. I do think Mahal would be very proud of his sneaky wife. Um It's it's kind of thematic actually in 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 the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. It's like a single Hobbit is almost not noticed. One or two Hobbits, it's like the world overlooks them, and so much happens on the on the basis of people not noticing. So I think that Bilbo. Um, could get in and get out and not get in too much trouble. I probably wouldn't dwell on that part of the story because I'd want to start, I'd probably have like a prologue and then I'd want to start closer to when the dwarves turned up. And um, I would really want some of this to be recounted to Thorne. And he's like, but how did you get into Moria? And he's like, I just walked in, dude. Yeah, I walked in. I unlocked the door. Duran came out. We left. And, Bill, and Thorne's like, and that's it? Left. He's like, he's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I we went left. in. I went out. It was, that was it. Came back to Thorne's Shire. Kind of like, but what do you mean you just walked in and walked back? I don't understand. 
He taught me how to use a crossbow. I taught him how to make bread. <laughs> of course, he, he understands the importance of seven meals. He understands the importance of seven meals a day, even if you don't. <laughs> yeah, he's a very good burglar. And Thorin's like, you know what? I think you probably could steal the Arkansas. <laughs> Since you fucking snuck into Moria and stole the king. <laughs> From the Bell <laughs> Dude. Good to see you. That's hilarious. It would, honestly, depending on when you reveal Durin, it would change a great deal um, of the quest. If you don't reveal him early on, there's going to be this whole, um, in the back of Bilbo's head the whole time, man, my grandson's an asshole. (laughs) Tell him what you think. Tell him to kiss our ass. Don't take that shit from him. <laughs> it's time for second breakfast. <laughs> oh, that'd be hysterical if Duran reveals himself because Bilbo's not getting enough to eat. Oh, yes. Yes. Just fucking yeah, so he's loses just, it. Yeah, so they're just on the quest and trot, trot, trotting along and Bilbo's not saying anything and Duran's providing snarky commentary. And finally, Durin's just had enough, and he just pops out and takes all of them to task. He's like, what is the matter with you? Feed this hobbit. <laughs> it is time for elevensies, and you are writing. This is not acceptable. You can't even open that damn door for months yet. <laughs> and by the way, this is a ridiculous route to take. <laughs> Do you really want to go through that first What's wrong with you? Everybody knows it. Take the northern... Swing north, you idiot. Riding a damn boat. <laughs> you could make a boat and float down the fucking river faster than what they did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and stop being mean to my hobbit. <laughs> Turned into a grandma, <laughs> a hobbit grandma, no less. <laughs> Durant provides the opportunity for a lot of um, kind of comic relief. Um, as he reacts to this world that is very different and getting acquainted, because he's only ever anchored with a with a, he only has experience with um, um, hobbit. I mean, well, dwarves. Dwarves. Uh, like, right? Be like, Bilbo, you need to lock your door because this bitch is gonna steal all your shit. <laughs> let's make a lock. Let Let's go to the locksmith. What if he? What if? Uh, what if Duran teaches Thor, uh, teaches Bilbo um, 
how to metal metalsmith. So, so Bilbo's he made. Bilbo's got a, yeah, he's got a fucking forge out there behind the garden. And he's been making all of this crap all these years. And so he's got all these weapons because it helps Durin sort of be calm. And Bilbo's like, anything to keep that dude calm. (laughs) (laughs) If he wants me to make weapons, I'll make weapons. But can we make some garden supplies at the same time? Because I got neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) I need need, need to deal with... I got to till the soil and plant some tomatoes, buddy. So... (laughs) <laughs> We're going to have to make some stuff for the neighbors I'm willing to be a smith But yeah, We can make some swords And some hammers And some axes But we got to make other stuff too like pots Because <laughs> 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 i got to eat Bill <laughs> <laughs> well can be like are you sure that's the weapon you want to take on this journey? Because, well, you know what? Let's just go back to my forge. <laughs> Let me show you what I got. Because, <laughs> this looks here, a Ori, little bit this hammer. worn. It seems like it might fit yeah. you. <laughs> it's like a good match for you, Ori. And I do like the idea of at some point if they and if they encounter um Thranduil that they that Durin kind of eventually pops out like, Young man, I changed your nappies and I'm having none of this from you. You need to just stop it. I've seen your bare butt, young man. You will shut up. And you are not And you can see like Legolas off to the side mouthing bare butt. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just say that? <laughs> I actually I love the idea that he's supposed to be a secret, but he gets so irritated so frequently that he can't keep himself a secret. <laughs> so he just keeps popping out and going telling people off for a left, right, and center. Oh, what would even be better is if all the Doro are kinda like secondhand insulted because he hasn't um like asked to anger with any of them. He's still sticking with Bilbo. He's like still side riding, like like a lady on a horse with with Bilbo, and they're like, um, dude, Thorn could be the most insulted. Like, there's dude. twelve of us to choose from. What's the matter with you? Am I not majestic enough for you? <laughs> I'm really fucking majestic over here. Look how this look how the damn moon is hitting my hair. <laughs> but I do think it would be like really interesting that if he did choose Keely. I mean Feely. Because that way it doesn't take away from Thorin's because see Thorin sacrifices a lot between the loss of Erebor and the recovery of Erebor. Um, he's he's a lot older. He's he's been through a lot, and anchoring Durin at that point in his life would be. I don't know. I I feel like it would be kind of be cheating Thorin a little bit. Whereas Feely is young. He's energetic. You know, he's the heir. Yeah, 
And Duran could tell him that. He said, you know, I if, if he could even he could even tell him I I will if you if you ask me to. But I think that you deserve to have your own life at this point and your own opportunity to be king and I will be your heir with Feely if you agree. Besides, I know you've got a boner for that hobbit and I've been in his head. I I for twenty years. I'm not sure I, I'm down. I, yeah. I'm I'm not sure I'm down for anchoring to you and boning my former, you know, vehicle. <laughs> it's kind of like it, um, it would be. I knew him as a child. I you don't want those memories <laughs> because Bilbo at thirty, thirty one, thirty two would still be very much a child to to the to, to the to Durin. Yeah. And, and even at fifty, he might see him as kind of as a child, but um, he's an adult, and Thorin would meet him as an adult. I don't think Thorin would really need memories of Bilbo that young. It, it wouldn't. It would be the ultimate cop block. Look, I don't want to cop block you. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna hang out with Philly. So I'm, I'm Philly. I like his hair. <laughs> Yeah, I, not even cockblock sorry, but I don't want cockblock myself, dude. Um, so if I'm gonna anchor, I'd like to get laid. So that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like it should be um, one of the nephews. I pick. Um, Feely, because he is the crown prince and um, he is the next in line. And I don't think Durin um, would be satisfied to be anything less. Yeah, and he also would put, if he picked Keeley, he would put Feely in a bad position because people would know that Keeley was anchoring, was, was anchoring Durin and they would want Keeley to be king. Not Feely, right? So it's almost unfair to Feely, I would think, because the, the mm-hmm. people, the war, dwarves, the, dwar, the dwarves, dwarves, whatever, they 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 revere Durin. So to have him there and not have him be either the king or the heir, I think would be very upsetting, which puts Feely in a bad position, which then puts Keely in a bad position. Um, so I think he would have to either choose. Thorin or Feely. I think they would have to go that way. But, yeah, I would pick the younger one because, um, number one, he, he's going to be a king a lot longer in that body. Number two, I'd be like, dude, you know, I haven't been anchored in a while. I'd like some variety. <laughs> and you got your heart set. <laughs> That's right. He's still willing to He's still ready to play the field. Maybe with an elf or two. I never had one of those. <laughs> Actually, I, I want he some of that. Had. And I want some of that. And I want some of that. I already had that. I want some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he'd probably oh, be like, wouldn't okay. Wouldn't it be great if he had had an affair with Thrandrill <laughs> at one point? Actually, I think that would be awesome. I think that would be hysterical. That'd be another context for seeing his bare ass. 
Um, oh yeah, yes. d- definitely. If they had had, really if they had, had a relationship with their practice. Um, and I would think that if once if Duran anchored to Feely, that he would be hot footing it. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'll go get I'll go get our people and escort them back." I need to stop off in the Shire. There's this this very attractive young hobbit that I would like to bang because I need to. <laughs> I never did a hobbit, and <laughs> I I need this experience. I'm back in a year or so. I'm back in a year or so. <laughs> and no way hobbit. <laughs> Oh God! How would Dee react to Feely turning up with Durin on board? <laughs> oh God, that's true. Bilbo so would get all of his memories. Feely says Bilbo would get sex memories when he meets Thranduil. Yes, I I'm now enchanted with that I idea. Feel like, <laughs> is there any port? In any storm that you did not dock, <laughs> <laughs> and Durin would be like, "Or nope." <laughs> He's like, "Look, I was around for a long time." Because if you count all the years in the average life of a dwarf, Durin has lived over a thousand years. Yeah, easily. If he's older than Thranduil, the original, um, that would mean he had been around through most of the First Age, the Second Age, and a big chunk of the Third Age. That's... (laughs) Every time he he meets an elf. Is there I anybody in these woods you haven't banged? <laughs> well, I think that would be great. Like he would be, he would born be... Yet. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, uh, um, 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 who killed the Balrog? Gorfindel. Gorfindel. Killed. Yeah, Gorfindel, yeah. Yeah, and Bilbo could keep meeting dwarves on the quest, and just every time he meets one, he just throws up his hands and goes, really? Really? And he and they don't even know what he's talking about. He just kind of throws up his hands and goes, oh. <laughs> you too? You too? You guys sure just kind of get Rivendell, around, you? Rivendell, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. <laughs> How long was he here? <laughs> what did you do? Spend six years here banging everybody? <laughs> I got this. I got this image of Sarah Jessica Parker. It popped into my head. You know, in that honeymoon in Las Vegas movie where her husband accidentally loses her in a poker game. Is she's pacing back and forth in the casino and saying, she took me to Vegas and turned me into a whore. And she keeps repeating it over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, it would be just such a hoot. Because, I mean, if Duran knew these guys before they, um, if he's old enough to have known these folks before they met their spouses and had children and stuff, they could have easily had been lovers at some point with any number of dwarves, we elves. And um, perhaps, I would imagine racial tensions weren't so 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 difficult back then. And so he's like, he, well, he's he happy to take a ride on whatever... He was doing his part. He's like, I'm trying things out. <laughs> well, he could have be okay. Let let Keely have his elf. He'll never be the same. But, but come on, I'll it's a good deal really of fun. <laughs> interspecies relationships. <laughs> I do like the idea of him being a secret for a while and him like just um, saying snarky ass shit in Bilbo's head. <laughs> well, he didn't age well. <laughs> He's kind of an asshole. I never <laughs> did like that gray wizard. <laughs> He's always in somebody's fucking business. (laughs) I'm trying to think. I don't know how you, I don't know about the half elf, half dwarf, because they they wouldn't still be alive. So even if there was a, um, even if during a half child with Elrond, half elf. Uh, they was so Elrond. So half elf makes you. Elrond was half too? elf and half human. Elrond's father oh. was human, and Elrond's mother shared her grace with her human husband. What if um? What if what if it's Glorfindel? What if that's what if what if his connection to Durin is why he's able to come back after he kills the Balrog? Oh, that's interesting. Glorfindel would want to go on the quest. <laughs> I'm coming. No, yes. You got you got my no, on board. I... Yes. Oh, because that's not. Please don't share anymore. Now I got incest thoughts. It... Because Arag- if Aragorn is descended from Elrond's twin brother, he married his cousin. It's a very distant I don't care. <laughs> it's very I don't... distant. Man, British people were really fond of incest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. I am probably not related to my spouse. We did that 23andMe thing, and we don't have any um, 
common genetic groups. Mostly because all of his people came from Africa and all mine came from Europe. <laughs> I'm sure at, like, at some point, like, you know, when life was in, in the cradle before we climbed out of the pool, that there's a, probably a genetic connection there. <laughs> but not like within the last 25 generations. <clears throat> One can hope. Um, I have, um, when we did the the, um, the the ancestry, I have Senegalese um, that popped up. So it was kind of like, huh. I don't actually know where that came from, but there it was. But there was a little bit of everything, you know, Native American, Senegalese. Um, um, there was something from... And then a bunch of um, I'm just European a, countries. Yeah, and a bunch of European countries. There was also um, some Latin American countries, um, but mostly it's I'm just a big hodgepodge, a big hodgepodge. My husband has Native American, but it's a different, um, different than you. His is more South American, mine's more North American. And then the rest of his are um, African countries. Um, mine are um, Ireland, Germany, um, Denmark, uh, Britain. Oh, and France. So. <clears throat> I'm very My, Most of the yes. European <laughs> Most of the European countries from Europe Scottish is big for me and then German and Brit British. Um I don't think I don't remember that there was any Irish, but there might have been. The funny thing is my like my siblings and I, which this this can happen. My siblings and I test very differently, even though we have the same parents. Um it has to do with, you know, the mitochondrial DNA. Um that you could be, um, that you and your siblings could have actually, you would think you would have very similar DNA profiles, but you can actually have a huge, huge variation. So one, one sibling could test um, as being Native American, and the other one tests as having no Native American blood, um, if if it comes from your mother. So, um, which it does. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those quirky things. Okay, so I've got a door unlocked. Um, I think the point of this story would be um, kind of the same arc as the quest, but having things go a little bit differently. Um, I don't know what all I would change, but I would change some things because I would think it would just be different because eventually Doran's going to reveal himself and he's going to um, just, things are just going to happen differently. So, um I do think Did you ever read that story be... where Thor's hammer fell to Middle Earth and it liked Bilbo the best? No. And the dwarves thought it was Mahal's hammer and they were all appalled. 
that they couldn't pick it up. But Bilbo carried it around like it weighed nothing. And then he flew with it. And he was like, Thorin, I'm flying, I'm flying. Thorin's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it turns out it's Thor's hammer, and Thor comes down to get it. And um, he flirts with Bilbo, and, and <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. He's all pleased that his hammer fell in the hands of such an honorable little person. And he's all excited. He gets down on one knee and talks to him like Thor talks to people, you know. <laughs> With such intense and romance. <laughs> like you're the most perfect okay, person have... in the world while he's talking to you. <laughs> and Thor's like, nope. <laughs> okay, I got I gotta I gotta have this I gotta have this story. And Gandalf knew the whole time that it wasn't actually Mahal's hammer, but he didn't tell him. <laughs> and they're all oh. just appalled. I think Claire found Thank it. Thank you, Claire. That uh Thank you, Claire. That, that they can't use the hammer and they keep they just keep Why? Why? Anyway, it's the Hammer and the Bag and Shield by Rogue Fan K K C. Um And you can read it on AO three. <clears throat> it's 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 great. Gandalf is an asshole in the story, and it is perfect. There's also a series <laughs> where Thor returns to Middle Earth, and he brings Steve, and or he's quite enamored with Steve's manly form. I love it's called The Marvelous Hobbit. That's the series. Oh, that story's long. Wow. The first story's like 26K, and the second one, the sequel, 130K. Woo, that's a joke. <laughs> but I think, I think the end for that story for me, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be terribly romance-focused, uh, but it would be that Bilbo and Thorin get together and Durin gets to anchor with Feely. I do like that idea. And then they would um, go off... Durham would ride off in the sunset for a while to live life again and uh, fetch, ostensibly to fetch the dwarves from Arizona. Louine, I don't, know how you, I don't know how you pronounce any of these words that I've been saying in my head for 30 years. That's why I always um, say the Blue Mountains because I'm not sure how to, Aridloon, which is how I pronounce it in my head. I'm not sure if that's accurate, so I always say Blue Mountains. <laughs> the Blue Mountains. So off you go to the Blue Mountains to fetch these and the rest of the people, and um, she's going to have a probably a word with uh, Duran about anchoring with her son. <laughs> Dark says, and Philly would go on a sex tour of Middle Earth. And he'd be like, how come there aren't any elves that want to bang me? This never used to be an issue. <laughs> have elves and dwarves and their relations become so hostile that you don't even fuck on a regular basis? Oh, it's sad. Legolas, let me introduce you to Gimli. <laughs> Have you met this? Wow, they meet, yeah. <laughs> they look so cute together. <laughs> okay. So I unlocked something. 
Wow, I was like, what the fuck is he It's not a sex tour. He is facilitating relations with other kingdoms. That's right. He's forging treaties. With his penis. (laughs) (laughs) He comes back with two wives and a husband. (laughs) Six kids. (laughs) And he could be... um, Super annoyed because maybe it used to be that the dwarves had had um, were allied to like all of the different races in some fashion. Like they had an alliance with the eagles, and they had um, uh, they had ties with Gondor, and they had ties with Rohan. And it's like the dwarves have no friends anymore; and they're not allied with anybody. He's like, "What the fuck have you people been doing for the last what two or three thousand years? What have you been doing?" <laughs> Pissing off all of Middle Earth was that strictly necessary? <laughs> Do you have any idea how many fucking orcs there are around here? Quite a lot, actually. Quite a lot. A fucking orc. So you unlock the door. I unlock the door. I found Durin behind it. <laughs> Which, oh, so him being a revenant is... Yeah, you do. But I was have to say, him being a revenant is much more entertaining than him, like, being, like, um, uh, Garagnok in Galaxy Quest. You know, like a rock monster who comes back together and <laughs> resolves itself into a dwarf. <laughs> rock, rock, rock. <laughs> rock, rock. He doesn't have any vulnerable spots. <laughs> Best line in the Get whole off the movie. line. Yes. The rock monster doesn't have any vulnerable spots. I know. Look around. Can you construct a rudimentary lathe? A lathe? Get off the line, guy. <laughs> <laughs> we have to leave before one of those things kills guy. <laughs> <sighs> Miners, not miners. <laughs> I think the key opens something Bilbo never got to look in while his mother was alive. It opens her glory box. Okay. So, what's in the box? What's in the box? What is in the box? <laughs> Hopefully it's not Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box? Um, <laughs> Groot. <laughs> uh, Actually, Groot being in a hobbit's box would be, they'd be like, great. Look at this. This is so Anybody else would be like, oh, my God. (laughs) Anybody else would be like, oh, my God, what the fuck? (laughs) Look at this snarky little tree. We're going to plant it. It'll be great. Can we make more? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we don't go to the Shire. Their trees aren't nice. It's a baby ant. Uh, actually, I think what's in the box is the secret 
of Bilbo's origin and the reason why he's an only child. It's because he's not he's not really a hobbit. That's just the form that he took. And in that box oh. is a letter explaining to him how his father found him in the woods. <laughs> no. Um, and brought him back to the Shire and they adopted him and everybody swore they would never tell anybody where Bilbo came from. But I think he, he's not he's not Harry Potter. But I do think he's a wizard. And he took the shape of a hobbit because he found him. Yeah, kind of like Superman. So he's like to Earth. And so he's sort of like so a metamorphologist he, or whatever. Yeah, metamorphologist. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and he took the shape of a hobbit because that's what found him. And he is, so he's basically a wizard. He's a Maya. Huh. I like that idea. And nobody knows. Not even Gandalf. Who put him there? Think he went to Earth on purpose and was hiding, or did someone sneakily drop him on Earth on Middle in Middle Earth? I think he's Sauron's replacement. Mahal knew that Sauron had been corrupted, so he sent another Maya. To Middle Earth. Yeah. I need to give him a color. Oh, well, green. (laughs) The green lizard, yeah. So he has to learn yeah, what if from gr- the book. What if, yeah, I can think what if green was like an un, a, a heretofore unknown color um, because um, a green lizard would like need the blessing of Yavanna or something. Yavanna brings the books. Yavanna has been putting stuff in that, in that glory, glory box. Glory box, yeah. The, the whole it, time it, it can it can it can be um a dimensional space it could be a big dimensional space he could have to climb down in it and there he learns magic maybe it's a space where Yavanna could even miss it you know visit him and no one would see So may, yeah, maybe she saw that. Maybe Yavanna saw that um, Saruman was going to fall, and so she sent a sixth Maya to Middle Earth 
But why was he sent as a baby instead of as an adult? Maybe he's new. Maybe to hide him. Maybe he's yeah, he to hide him. Yeah, new. Oh, but if he's new, if nobody knows about him, because if he's if he's known, people would be looking for him. Somebody would have to know he'd be out there. So he's new. Maybe maybe only Iru and Nirvana know about him. Ooh, she, ooh. Um, what? what if what if um, what if Yavanna planted him um, in the Shire, and they they found him right after he they they didn't know that he had come out of the earth, but that he grew in the earth, and that's why um, he was so new. That like he grew in the earth and grew connected to Middle Earth in a way that the other Maya are not, and. Um, they found him right after he had emerged, and they thought that he had been abandoned. But he had actually just come out of the ground or out of the seed pot or whatever your mythos is for, you know. I read one I like where I kind that. of crack out of a fruit. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It, it, actually, it actually works really well because that way the other hobbits wouldn't see him as weird. They would just see him as a baby that that they found in the woods and adopted and no one knows where he came from. He's obviously a hobbit. He looks like a hobbit. <laughs> well, if he's, if he's near a river when he's found, the hobbits will naturally assume that his parents, his parents died died in the river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe Yavanna comes to Belladonna in dreams and tells her what's really going on with, with her son and that the, the, that the glory, the glory box has to stay locked until Bilbo's of age um, or old enough to understand this information. And because she's going to be placing things in it for him when, for when he's older and ready. And so this whole time she's been kind of like sneaking resources off and stealing things and sticking them in the glory box. (laughs) Yeah, he's gonna need this, and he might need this. Oh, is anybody gonna miss this? <laughs> Yvonne's turned into a kleptomaniac. Has anybody seen my sword? Nope. <laughs> no idea where it is. It's around. I wish you'd stop losing your things. <laughs> I'm not your mother. Oh, Lady Hill, you're so pragmatic. (laughs) Yeah, let's stick some food down there. He might need it. I think that the the glory box has to be, um, it has to be able to go with him. What if, because Yavanna is just, she's so in this, she gets into this kind of klepto thing, a sneaking thing. Uh, maybe only Eru knows, and he's kind of indulging it. What if she sneaks the one ring and tosses it in the glory box? She's like, yes, that realm has to deal with it, but we can make it, we can kind of get it out of the way for right now, and nothing can get it, nobody can get in the glory box but Bilbo, so 
It'll be safe there. <laughs> oh, look, there's the one ring. Check that out. It would be cracky and hilarious if, like, they were describing the Arkansas to him and Bilbo's got this look on his face like, hold on a minute. <laughs> he goes down and gets his toy <laughs> box, pops back up with the, did you mean this thing? I don't know where it came from. <laughs> but I knew I'd seen it. It's been in my box for a decade. I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> I wouldn't do it, but it would be hilarious. Just, you know, for crack. That would be freaking hilarious. Almost as funny as that thing where Bilbo finds the, the Arkenstone, but it's rotting. And he um, he plant, um, he cuts off the dead part, and he plants it and has a whole bunch of Arkenstones. And then he does the same thing with the one ring. And there's, like, dozens of them, and he, like, plants crockery and shit. Like, everything in the Shire <laughs> is comes out of the ground because he plants it. They all plant their shit. You need more clothes, just plant it. And so Thorne starts handing out Arkenstones as <laughs> diplomatic gifts and the kids are using them as nightlights. It's hilarious. Very cracky. Come to him whenever he wants it. But once he comes into his magic, he can just shrink it. Maybe it's one of his brass buttons. <laughs> I hope it's a brass button he doesn't lose. Yeah. That'd be hilarious if he could actually shrink the trunk. And then when they get ready to um, uh, camp for the night, and they're like, he just pulls it out and starts getting stuff out to eat. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me get this ham. <laughs> what if he does, what if he finds that he's like trying to figure out, he's waiting for the food because he knows all the food he's got in his trunk is going to stay fresh. So he's waiting for the rations they're carrying to run out before getting the food out. Right. Because, you know, this other food's going to go bad. And, and finally he's like, wait a minute. I have been eating only three times a day because you guys thought we were going to run out of food. That's why? You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches. I am done. I'm 100% done. <laughs> it's time for all the breakfasts. Sit down. <laughs> but, I, I, but I do like the idea of... of of the bo- of the glory box containing um just a really big secret like the just the, that that he's not really that he's special that he um uh, has been sent to middle earth for a purpose and that he's a wizard and that not even gandalf knows and gandalf wouldn't know him if he was new that's why she sent a baby yeah. maya so no one would know him no one would see him coming Maybe she sent him down after the Blue Wizards disappeared. And it's all in my head, Kenan, that Saruman killed the Blue Wizards. Yeah, me too. Oh, I don't think a wizard Bilbo would set foot in Mirkwood. That's like... Not if he's a green wizard. Or if he did, he would be, like, curing it with every step he took. 
that would be that would be awesome. It's like he's got a, if that's when he reveals himself is like he's in Mirkwood and he's like, oh hell no. <laughs> they get to the border and he's like, I'm gonna fix this shit. I don't care about that. That your quest to get in your little rock, we'll do that later. I have got a forest that needs tending. <laughs> I'll be you just you just stay right here, Camp. I'll be right back. He turns all the spiders into bunny rabbits. Be lecturing the elves. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. (laughs) Look what you did. That would be really funny is because the, the the dwarves wouldn't even know this wasn't a hobbit thing. They don't know a damn thing about hobbits. And they'll be like, he's just doing his hobbit thing. And Gandalf will be like, no, he's not. <laughs> hobbits How do don't you know? do that. Did you see the Shire? What if, you know, Gandalf <laughs> was always taking off. What if every time Bilbo needs to use his powers, Gandalf isn't around? Like, Bilbo's not trying to hide it. It's just Gandalf fucks off so often that he's not there <laughs> when Bilbo's using his power. And um, um, so he, does, he doesn't, they don't, but it's at Mirkwood when Bilbo's doing this big magic and Gandalf's like, what are you? And all of the 12 of the dwarves are like, that's a hobbit. <laughs> And Gandalf's like, no, it isn't. That's a hobbit. We pick him up in the Shire. He's just been there the whole time. Okay, so someone shared with us a story where Bilbo is a wizard. I've never read this story. I'm not going to read the story because we're plotting something similar and I don't need to corrupt my whatever we're, whatever yeah. we're plotting here. I don't need that. I don't need that in the head, so... I read one where he was a magical healer and he got pissed off because the hobbits wouldn't take his stuff seriously. So he just started making up shit. (laughs) And he got sent to Thorin. Thorin got sent to him because he was, um, all of his senses had been muted. And he, he only saw him black and white. He, he couldn't taste food, you know, just, just the whole thing. And so Bilbo cured him. And there might have been some magic cock. I... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but in the end result is that Thorin gets out here in the Shire. <laughs> I'm never quite certain what to do how I feel about stories where Thorin abdicates. I've read a few and I always am kind of a little like, huh, yay, but also unsettled. Does that make sense? It's sort of like, well, uh, he worked so hard to get there. Yeah. That's like it's graduating kind of law school and never taking the bar. Like, why, why did you do all that working? What do you mean you're not going to take the bar? 
like what? <clears throat> that was a really expensive journey you put yourself on. Oh, that's a really cute idea. I think I'd apply it differently at Edie, but um, that's really cute. Edie says that Bilbo's buttons on his waistcoat are imbued with green magic. He's not losing them on the quest. He's planting them. Now, she has it to bit that he's cleaning up Mirkwood, um, and when they travel back, everything is gone, but they could be, he could be planting them for all kinds of reasons on the way. I think that the state of Mirkwood would make him very angry at all the elves in that situation because the darkness that caused what happened to the Greenwood wasn't just Thranduil's responsibility. It, when it was unchecked. I mean, they just yeah. let the Greenwood Considering where, where it was, yeah. Um, it, it, Thranduil, was, Thranduil was alone in trying to keep that darkness at bay, um, but it wasn't until obviously the events in The Hobbit, that they went to try to figure out what was going on. So I think that he would be mad at Galadriel, at Elrond, at Thranduil, at all of them. It's like, why did you let this go on? Why didn't you find the source? Why didn't all of you come together and find the source of this? Because you knew it wasn't right. You knew it. I got to see him, little tiny hobbit, lecturing them all very sternly (laughs) for failing in their duty to protect Middle-earth. It's it's it almost looks cowardly, doesn't it? It looks like something, yeah. It's like it, it looks like self self involved. Our kingdoms Apathy? are okay, so we're not good. Yeah, and maybe when you're six thousand years old or seven thousand years old, you are apathetic. I don't know, but I would be if I could just see him be like, if this is if you guys are so apathetic because you've been alive for so long, you guys need to just go ahead and head for the uh, undying lands because you've already given up on this world. So just call it quits and move on. There's a line in small magic where Harry tells Thandriel, um, that if you can't be a good person, then you need to fuck off across the ocean. <laughs> I, and I, I completely agree with that sentiment, but I could see that being said to Galadriel too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, be like, good what are you be guys gone. doing? You're just, you're just, you're, you're huddling in and just protecting your own space, and the rest of Middle Earth is falling apart. What is the matter with you? Saruman is running, run amok. He is run amok. Look what he's done. Amok, 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 amok. I just aged myself the like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't get that, I don't even and, talk to you. And you've got another. <laughs> so you, so you, so you've had two um, SJP moments tonight. I know, right? You took me to Vegas and turned me into a whore. And then amok, 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 amok. I do. I love the word amok. Which is hilarious. I'm, I'm not even a fan. <laughs> Oh, 
the whole thing with the one ring in the Lord of the Rings with, with the, the elves detachment from what was happening and leaving Middle Earth and all that stuff at that time, that was another case of where an author is making one character story happen at the expense of um, the characterization for secondary characters. And I, it's one of those things you te- I tend to think that the author isn't aware of, the light that they cast Elrond and Galadriel and, and, and all of those um, Celeborn and all of, all of the elves that is not how you spell a muck <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that could be how she says it actually because she's not the smart one um, she, it, it, it's the same pronunciation it's just not how you spell it um, but, but uh, you know, um, I said Trinity actually, um, when Bella questions the um, the power of the One Ring, and honestly, how much power would the One Ring have if it didn't have anything to control? Right. Yeah. Destroy their rings, right? Right. The elves were so. C- concentrated on the destruction of the one ring because it had the power to subjugate them the three ring bearers well Gandalf right. too. it was Gandalf Gladriel and Elrond who who had the three rings that the elves were given now the rings that the dwarves were given um, Sau- um, Sauron eventually retrieved all of those I think um, and of course the ring race the men. Um, they, but, still, they still wore their nine. Yeah. But the real threat of the one ring was the fact that it could have, it could have allowed Sauron to gain control of Elrond, Gabriel, and Gandalf. And yet they still wore the fucking ring. That's like putting on your own slave collar. What? <sighs> Would you honestly wear right, something just, an e- asshole could use to control you of your own free will? No. I well, they did, yes. It was bad. It was just dumb. It was dumb. I always love stories where, you know, the ring is disposed of, like they find it during the Hobbit time period. There's a story where Bilbo can't, they realize it's the one ring um, and Bilbo's pregnant in, in Rivendell and um, Bilbo can't carry the ring. He's going to have a baby, but they feel like they need to get rid of it. So Gandalf, even though he doesn't want to have possession of the ring, um, he keeps it, he feels like it's fairly inert at that time. And he gets one of the eagles to take him, actually several of the eagles escort him to Mordor and they dump it um, in Mount Doom. And of course it's when they go to Mordor, they realize that they were unaware of how active Mordor was. Um, and their only injury is the only problem. They're gone for two days, right? Their quest, the quest to of the ring happens in two days. And the only problem they had is when the mountain blew up, they got a little bit singed. And, um, and then it's done. And there have been a few stories where it's handled that way, where they hop on an eagle and go deal with it. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of um, – so that's an eminently practical solution because the eagles went to Mordor anyway. 
Fly, right? you fools. Yeah. But In that, that story, um, he also destroyed the Arkenstone. Thorin gave him the Arkenstone, and that was his proof to Bilbo that he had overcome the gold magic. Yeah, the gold sickness. Yeah. Because Bilbo said, I don't know if I can trust you. I love you, but I don't know if I can trust you. And Thorin did that of his own volition. He had it destroyed. Now, I so I like both of these ideas a lot. Sometimes we plot and I go, okay, that was okay. I don't know if I'll ever come <laughs> right? with that. Yeah. But it was an exercise. But, but I really like both of these ideas. I like the idea of, of Bilbo opening up the box that he never got to see the inside of. And it just like filling, like just light spilling out of it. And, and he sees that it's a room. So he crawls down in on the ladder and he gets down there and... He is surrounded by books and maps, and there's a sword on the wall. He's like, what is this? And then there's a letter where his mom tells him he's a wizard. And what if Bilbo, time you're doesn't a pass in the box? What if time doesn't pass in the box? So I have to be careful with that because I do. I, I would want to put that in the um the prologue because I wouldn't want to spend a whole bunch of time um on that part. I'd want to get to the action of the quest and, you know, all that stuff. No, I see, I'm thinking more from the perspective of that he could be like a hundred years prepared when the quest happens as opposed to what, fifteen, twenty years prepared? Oh yeah, I agree. On the other oh, hand, an impetuous, young, an impetuous young Maya is, is the type likely to throw his staff in the ground and cleanse the forest. So. <laughs> but it would be interesting, like, if um, his path from the Shire to Erebor, it, he just kind of carries the magic from the Shire with him. And everywhere he goes, it just spills, and he's basically healing the Middle um, middle Earth as he travels. Kind of like spreading little magical seeds. Oh, I yeah. like that. I like that a lot. Now, I'm totally charmed maybe, by the idea of Maybe it's a Bilbo. little bit behind him. So during the Battle of the Five Armies, that little wave of magic catches up. And it's not so little anymore. Terrible, cracky idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it may not be actually. I mean, it may not be all that cracky. Actually, is what if Bilbo's first encounter with the orcs is he's perplexed by them because they feel so wrong because they're corrupted elves that come out of the earth, right? Right, right. They're or, corrupted, yeah. 
what if what if during the Battle of the Five Armies he finally figures out what he's supposed to do with them and he just puts them all back on the earth and plants them? Like basically just has the earth suck them all down in and they basically are re into the earth and elves pop back out. I wouldn't want anything to pop back out because how could you trust it again? Well, I was thinking it'd be like not so much like an adult elf, but like babies, like they're reborn. But you could just have them return to the earth. But Bilbo just returns them to the earth and goes, "Oh, you just need to go back to the earth and be and and fertilizer. Your the this this taint needs to be be cleansed by the earth." And he just pulls them all in, and so they're all geared up for a battle. And there's like an advancing wave of orcs, and all of a sudden they just all disappear into the earth. And everybody's like, "What just happened?" And then there's all these like trees growing and stuff. <laughs> Uh-oh, her call dropped. I like the idea of of the wave of magic and um, all that stuff. So it'll be really fun. We're down to 55 seconds, so she didn't miss much of the show. Um, uh, you guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you later. <laughs>